This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. Today, I am talking with Aaron Newman, author of The Answer Within, How to Access Your Spirit Guides for Alignment and Abundance. You can align with your true purpose and create your unique version of success. In her book, you'll find the answers to all your important real-world questions by connecting with your spirit guides. Erin Newman teaches you how to safely work with them in a non-appropriative way, regardless of your background or belief system. These guides will help you make money doing what you love. Relieve physical pain, cultivate kindness, heal ancestral patterns, and more. Erin presents nearly 30 hands-on prompts that support all aspects of your life and give you the wisdom to move forward despite obstacles. By journeying to your spirit guides, you'll become more compassionate and release blocks along your sacred path. Perfect for any experience level, this easy-to-use book encourages you to align with your deeper purpose and bring the magical back into the practical. Erin Newman is a speaker, author, and soul fire ignitrix for women entrepreneurs. She helps business owners to overcome mindset blocks so that they can truly do what lights them up in their business and make the income they desire. Through a mixture of mindset and energetic healing tools, Erin helps people to finally vanquish the mind gremlins, follow their soul purpose, and create a new pathway to abundance, success, and joy. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia, with her husband, two children, and cute dog. In her free time, you can find her in nature or reading Scandi crime novels. For more information, please visit her website at www.erinnewman.com. That's E-R-I-N-N-E-W-M-A-N.com. Welcome back. This is Elizabeth Cronin with the New Books Network. And today I am talking with Erin Newman about her book, The Answer Within, How to Access Your Spirit Guides for Alignment and Abundance. Thanks for being here. Yay! Thanks for having me, Elizabeth. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I just want to say that Erin and I know each other from a, a previous group that we did. So it's kind of fun for, for us to reconnect. And it was really exciting for me to see that she came out with, this is her second book. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you to just start by jumping in and t- 
telling us just a little bit about yourself and how you came to write this book on this particular subject. Sure. Yeah, lovely. Um, Well, I did, I think, what many of us thought we needed to do, which was go to the good college and get the good job and, uh, you know, work there for 10 years, multiple different jobs, but well, three different jobs. And all throughout that time, I kept questioning, this is what we do for the rest of our lives. You know, I kept asking my colleagues and people around me and and everyone was so in the matrix that nobody really had a great answer for that. But I kept thinking, I can't, I can't do this the rest of my life. Like this is, we've been sold a lie, <laughs> you know, like this is the promised land and it does not look good. So um, when my second son was born, I stayed home with my kids for a little bit, maybe three months before I decided uh, I was going to go insane. Um you know, that's not everyone's journey, but it was definitely mine. And I started freelance writing for people in the personal development world. So other coaches and therapists and um, thought leaders, you know, I was helping them either ghostwrite their books or do their social media posts. And at some point in that space, I realized I could be doing this for myself. You know, I could be writing my own books. I could be writing my own social media posts and went back to life coaching school and then as one does kind of fell really far into the personal development world and went and did a three-year shamanic practitioner training as well as an eft certification and a hypnotherapy certification and you know i just keep adding (laughs) to the toolbox um which is which i think is part of the journey part of the process and yeah that's brought me to where I am today. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's so interesting. I was just sharing with you earlier how I have talked with other authors where they've had a similar path. They go into the corporate world and they're just, this is, this is it. You know, you go into this office, you go to these meetings, there's paperwork, right? So it's so, so interesting to, um, to hear that story. I think people might, listeners might really resonate with that and to know that there are other options. So having shared that background though, on this particular, this particular book, um, Mm -hmm. all about connecting with your spirit guides. Yes. That might be kind of, that's sort of something that I think for some people, it's hard to wrap their head around. What? Sure. Yeah. Well, one of the things I really hope to do with this book is make it really accessible to access that wisdom. And for me, whatever you want to call the way that that wisdom comes in, to me, it's all source guidance, God, universe, whatever you want to call the thing that is larger than all of us and connects all of us. This is one way to access that wisdom. This is one way to access that guidance, that healing. And, you know, the really cool thing about these practices is they've existed, I believe, since humans were human. You know, when we look at the Lavreau cave paintings, when we look at the art from 50,000 years ago, you know, before we had written history, we had what I think 
is is fairly clear to anybody who does this work we had shamanic ancestry all of us all over the world we had people who were connecting with this higher guidance in the form of spirit guides in the form of you know spirits that spoke to them and i i think where people get really tripped up is thinking that it's like you know i always use this analogy like the thinking it's going to be like a disney movie or something that this kind of thing being you know totem presents itself to them in the form of uh, you know i'm holding up a pen like it, it it might look real right and really everything that we're seeing in a vision or in a meditation it's still in our heads and i think <laughs> i mean i think we have to hold on to that piece of reality right that it's still in our heads and yet this wisdom is coming from somewhere this guidance is coming from somewhere and again however you want to call that energy you know you can call it love you can call it light you can call it whatever you want but i know when the messages drop in for me that they are bigger than me that they're bigger than my human mind can sit down and you know come up with um because my limited human self is is you know still trapped in ego is still trapped in my stories is still trapped in limited ways of thinking and yet when i tune into my guides and what they have to share it's always from this expansive place it's always from a place of compassion and love and and yeah something bigger than me that allows me to a lot of times really see somebody else's perspective really let go of anger, really let go of sadness, really let go of whatever I've been holding on to around a situation or a person or a, you know, a lot of times for me, that's my business, right? I'll bring something into the work around my business. And what I really hope to do with this book is make it practical, make it accessible for anybody to be able to tune into that guidance in whatever way it shows up for them right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be this long formal process, but whatever way it shows up for you to be able to tune into something that is bigger than you. And that is really freaking helpful. You know, this, the, these practices would not have existed for so long if they weren't helpful to humanity. And if they're not helpful to you, don't do them. (laughs) But if, if someone finds that, tuning in in this way tuning in into you know what is essentially an altered trance state like a meditation and then being able to connect with their guides from there if they find that helpful to their everyday life awesome then then i've done what i wanted to do in the book you know which is really present this in a practical accessible way um i talk a lot in the book about you know yeah, you still get to do this work, even if you never make it to the Amazon, you know, you still get to do this work, even if you're still fishing goldfish out of the backseat of your car, you know, like it gets to be practical and accessible too, or else it's just some weird esoteric thing that we do on a weekend and we forget about, right? And and that to me is not where the work is. The work is in is in your everyday life, you know, bringing this back to okay, well, how do I show up as a better person in my relationships? How do I show up as a better person, a kinder, more compassionate, more loving person in in my everyday life, in my business, with my clients, with people of the internet, you know, all of those things. Like, if it doesn't do those things for you, like, why are we even doing this? So 
yeah, that's what the book is aimed at. Listening to you, I was thinking how we all have a moment from time to time where we go like, oh, that's a great idea. Like we, I think it's not unusual to have the experience of where'd that come from? Like just some great idea suddenly came to me. Yeah. As I was reading the book and looking at the practices that you have in there, I was thinking, oh, this is a way to approach connecting to that sort of whatever that source is that sort of gives you a fresh perspective or a new idea. Mm, so I'm just, yeah. I'm just wondering if you can maybe take one of the practices or just talk about an overall approach to it. Cause like, so what, what does it look like to actually try to, as I say, try to connect with the source that would help you come up with new ideas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I think it's really important to name that anybody can do this work. You know, I think we often think about intuitive work, for lack of a better word, as something that only certain people are gifted with, right? You come into this planet, you're gifted with this, you're gifted with numbers, you're gifted with more intuition. And I, I just, don't believe that. I mean, maybe not about the numbers, but but about the intuitive part. Like I, I cannot believe that there is an energy in the universe that says, okay, some of you get to access this more than others. Right. And we all have different ways of doing that. So it might not look the same, you know, maybe someone gets their intuition and their creativity when they go on a run, right. Maybe they're, they're a very kinesthetic learner or intuitive you know, for others, for me, it's like when I'm sitting in meditation, I get a lot of great ideas, you know, and maybe for somebody it's when they're doing their art, like actually painting or sculpting or whatever. Um, we are all gifted with intuition. It is simply a matter of how much do I want to access it? How open am I to accessing that intuition? You know, it's, it's like, for me, it's like any other muscle, right? It's, it's, the more I say yes to those little nudges that you're talking about, the more I say yes to what the universe is showing me, these little teeny nudges, you know, go here instead of here, try this coffee shop instead of that one. And you have this amazing conversation with somebody who points you in a whole new direction for your business, right? Those things happen to all of us. But if we're continually shutting them down, it's not that they're not being presented to us. They're still being presented to us, but we just don't hear them right? The whispers turn off a little bit, you know, we get shut down and we get into like that default mode of like, (laughs) everything is quite wrong, right? Versus, okay, things are, things are operating just the way they're supposed to. The universe is supporting me, right? And so to come back to your question of how does this actually look? um, It can look a million different ways. The way I present it in the book is, um, the way I was trained and the way that works best for me. And I actually did this this morning is not for me. It's not an every morning that it looks like this, but the way it looks for me is if you, I know you do a lot of meditation and, and probably some of your listeners do, it looks like a meditation essentially when I'm specifically doing this sort of soul level work, I will often lie down just to be 
completely relaxed and I'll probably put something over my eyes again just to be completely relaxed it's not required you can sit in a chair you can you can do it just like you do any other meditation and then I'll put on a drum beat and I'll ask to be connected with a guide for a specific piece of work and um, like I share in the book I think we all have an infinite number of guides and it can be really helpful to ask for a specific guide around a specific piece of work right like okay I'm I'm really concerned about my health or I'm feeling a cold coming on or I have this chronic thing happening like let's connect with a guide around my health and then just really opening up to whatever guidance is being shown you know I think as humans we have this whole like well I gotta have the answer and it's gotta look like this right it's gotta be the five-step plan you know but often (laughs) often the guidance does not come in a five-step plan it comes in sort of a a murkier sort of more gray um less formal way and sometimes it is very very simple and to the point like okay you need to make a left turn here or you need to get rid of this or whatever sometimes it is that simple but oftentimes it's things like you know you need to laugh more or explore this avenue or look at this thing and um you know i i joke sometimes that it looks like bumper sticker messages you know that you're like, that was the message? Okay, thanks. You know, I know I need to laugh more, right? Like, don't we all? So um, yeah, it again, from a logistics perspective, it just looks like a meditation. And that's, you know, the level of altered state that you can access. I mean, if you if you can meditate, you can do this work. And there's a lot of people who for whom meditation feels much harder than this work you know, because you are connecting with specific guides. And so it feels a little bit more like, um, you know, you don't have to let go of every thought. You don't have to totally clear your mind. You're actually opening up to guidance that's being brought in versus some meditation practices where you're being asked to totally clear your mind, you know, of all thoughts. So yeah. And, and I think for people who and I'm sure you've you've shared about this too, Elizabeth, before, because I know you do a lot of meditation practices, you know, for people who think that they can't meditate or that they can't do this kind of work, they're the ones who need it the most, right? <laughs> like, you know, like come back again and again. That's that's the trick, that's the practice, that's the work. And that's the work for all of us. You know, it's not like, again, I, I truly don't believe people, some people were gifted with more of this than than others. So it looks the same for all of us, you know, we have to come back again and again and again, we have to sit our butts in the chair and, and the times when we think we can't do it, that's exactly when we need to. So, yeah. Yeah. I really, I have to say, I tried the, I tried listening to a drumming tape and you, cause you suggest, um, you suggest like a certain number of beats per second or whatever. So I was fooling around with that and thought, okay, I'm going to try that. And it's interesting because I do meditate um, daily and I still struggle to meditate. So when I teach people to meditate, I'll say to them, you know, you don't have to get, become a better, better at meditate, at meditating to get the benefits. Like you don't have to get, right. you don't have to make progress to start to right. see the benefits, which I think is right. really helpful. I liked that though, the experience, because it did help me feel like, okay, I'm going to use my thinking and the drum beats was sort of soothing. So I, really, yeah. you know, I encourage people to try it. So, because oh, I, I think, that. I think meditating is, 
is a real challenge because you, you really can't stop your stop your thoughts. You, 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 you can't, you don't, you just simply learn how to keep working around them and working with them and trying to come back to back to your breathing. So I think that's really kind of cool. Um, I do think too, that everybody has access to these abilities and some people are more conditioned. Some people throw myself in that category. I just sit down to meditate and all I want to do is plan, 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 yep. think about this, this. And so, and I think that's just a result of being very achievement oriented. And mm-hmm. so we think, so we think, I love that you put that out there, that we all have access to this. If it's hard for you, you need to give yourself more time. You need to just keep showing up and, and, and experience it. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you though, because along the lines of everybody can do this, you did do a three-year program and got yes. training. So yes. I think that's another piece that makes it hard for people. They feel like, well, this is for like the special elders or the spiritual <laughs> leaders or the people that yeah. did the three-year training. What do you mean yeah. I can do this? Uh-huh. That's a great question. You know, I've never even thought of that. Um, so here's what I want to share is I started doing this work on my own from a book, Sandra Ingerman's book, before I got involved in the in the three year training program. So obviously we went very deep into that work, but the foundation is the same one that I'm teaching in this book, which is sit your butt in the chair, you know, close your eyes, connect to your guidance. And that has never changed. That foundation is the same. You know, again, there may be things I added to the tool belt, you know, past life regressions or fun stuff. Not that those are always fun, but, you know, uh, things like that have been added for sure. But the, the basics are the same. It's really trusting that guidance, continuing to trust the guidance and accepting that it's real. And I'm going to put that in quotes, you know, um, cause I've definitely had clients tell me before something that, that, that pulls them out of reality so much that like they fixate on that and it's not, you know, helpful in my mind, but who am I to say, right? <laughs> like, you know, my guides told me this, so that means I can't go do this in my life. It's like, okay, well maybe not, but by and large, I think the biggest impediment to us as Westerners, or or maybe, you know, most of us in the modern world at this point, I don't know, is that we've been raised in cultures that told, told us that our imagination isn't real and that our dreams aren't real. And so when we start to do this work, that's the biggest question that comes up for people is, is this real? Am I seeing something? Is this guidance coming from, am I just making this up? That's what people ask all the time is, Am I just making this up? You know, when I see the eagle that comes down and shares this message with me, is it, I think I'm just making that up. And what I always share is, who cares if you are? You know, if if the message feels good to you, if it's resonant for you, if it's helpful, again, that helpful word, like if it's if it's gonna help you in your everyday life to incorporate this message from the eagle who cares where this message came from right 
And at the same time, I've never had a guide show up and say something that that wasn't helpful, that wasn't good, that wasn't benevolent, that wasn't caring and supportive of me and my path. And so, yeah, maybe I'm making it all up. Cool. <laughs> good job, Aaron's imagination. <laughs> like, but I again, I don't, I don't think so. I think that it's coming from something that is bigger than us and that we're able to tap into in a myriad of different ways. But this is one way that, you know, is a framework. It's a process. It's a way of tapping in that that can be really supportive. You know, if if you're so tuned into your intuitive side every day, all day, that that you don't need to sit down and have a formal structure. And I'm saying formal, it doesn't have to look that formal, but if you don't, if you don't need that, cool, you know, but for those of us like me who do need, okay, I, I want to have some time where I can just really sit down and get the downloads and get the information and ask my questions, you know, again, I don't know where the information comes from. I don't, I don't think any of us do, but is it real? becomes less and less of a concern. It becomes less and less of a, um, yeah, even a question that's there. Yeah. Interesting to hear you say that because, you know, I've often said to people, well, before we had an airplane, someone just imagined yes. we could have an airplane or, or someone imagined that they could build this box that would, that would cook food without any fire or any heat, you know? So I love that you point that out, that we're sort of taught to disregard our imagination. And there's almost even, I almost even feel like there's a sense that our imagination can get us into trouble. You know, you'll be daydreaming when you're supposed to be focused in school. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah. And, And to ping on something we were kind of talking about before we got on, which is what quantum physics is showing us now about the power of our thoughts, you know, the power of the observer to influence reality around you, where else does that come from but your imagination? Where else does that come from but your daydreams, you know? And and bad on us, Western society, for shutting that down because, that, like you said, that's where everything comes from. That's where, you know, it's, it's so funny because it's like our whole school system is taught to shut that down and stop daydreaming and pay attention to what we're telling you. And then as soon as you get out, it's like, oh, we want you to be innovative and think outside the box and come up with new ideas. And it's like, no, you shut that down for however many years that you were in school. And now you want me to come up with the big dreams, right? And it's like, where did those all go? You know, they were all shut down. And so we're coming back into, I believe, a space of imagination, a space of recognizing how much power our thoughts have, which is, you know, it's what the mystics and the sages have been telling us for centuries. So it's not new. But I think in the Western world, science, like you said, is starting to prove how valid our imagination is, how valid our thoughts are, and how much they influence everything around us. And so, again, who cares if it's your imagination? Who cares if it's real or not? This is where everything starts. Everything that you see around us was a thought in somebody's mind first. And even this pen, right? It's like somebody thought of creating a pen that wasn't a quill. (laughs) You You didn't have to pump ink into the whatever the feather part is that you have to do that with, you know, it's like, yeah, somebody thought of that, right? And so 
why can't your imagination be what's what's propelling you forward yeah i i think well i just want to comment on that i think it's interesting my insight meditation training leads me to think that whatever whatever comes up in your imagination if you whatever you make up when you're trying to do one of these practices if you if you just make up an eagle comes to you with some what you do is you just say oh isn't that interesting that that's what i made up <laughs> you know you just take that it's like well that's interesting of all the things i could have imagined or made so just that alone too like well is it real or did i just make it up well look at what you made up it wasn't the right. same thing as somebody else made up or wasn't the same, you know, or might not have been what you thought you would make up. So I think that's kind of interesting. But it also, I also want to see if you'll say a little bit more, you sort of provided some reassurance, but a little bit more about this, because I, I think for myself, for a long time, and maybe this has to do with, I, you know, I was just raised Catholic, maybe it has to do with if you have a religious orientation, but I think there was a part of me that would think, well, this stuff is scary. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have like a dark vision or something. Yes. Great. Yes. I was also raised Catholic and I was not allowed to play with Ouija boards and my mom was raised Southern Baptist. So all of this stuff is like of the devil. I don't know if she would use that word anymore, but <laughs> that's what she definitely would have said that when we were kids. Um, so yeah, I think we bring that, you know, especially for raised in a Christian, Christian, you know, Judaic backgrounds, we bring that to this, to this table for sure. And it is something that's talked about in spiritual circles too. You know, I have to do some protection and I have to protect myself against the dark energies. And I absolutely believe that there are malevolent energies, that there are people out there who send out malevolent energies but they exist in every space right they're in the corporate world too (laughs) like there's a lot of dark shit happening in the corporate world too right um so for me i just go in with the highest intention and again if it's not helpful toss it aside right like there's no there's no dogma there's no there's no religion around this it's is this is this helpful to me does it feel good to me i don't personally this is me and everyone has a lot of different opinions on this i don't do a bunch of protection rituals or protective anything really it's it's i'm going to operate in the highest good in this work and in hopefully the rest of my life too and and you know again you you can run up against negative energy at the grocery store right so like are we going to be protecting against that all the time you know i i feel like the more time I spend worrying or protecting myself against the thing, whatever that is, the more it shows up, you know, like I don't even want to give any energy or attention to that. Just the same way I don't want to give any energy attention to my normal worry patterns or anxiety patterns. Yeah. I think, you know, hearing you kind of talk about, this universal source, it's a, it's a source of, you know, creativity and new ways of looking at things. And so sort of gentle nudges. Um, I think 
as a psychologist, I feel compelled to say, if someone were repeatedly trying to do something and they just were having a lot of dark thoughts, maybe that's the universe saying, you have some serious things you need to have some, get some help with, you know, I think that mm-hmm. that's okay too. Um, yeah, I think there are people who don't want to sit alone in silence because they will connect with a level of pain that they've been suppressing in some other way. And that's okay. If you're open enough and willing to, you know, if you get into that experience, just be comforted by knowing that there are lots and lots of professionals that um, wouldn't be overwhelmed by that would be able to listen to you and help you and, mm-hmm. and, and help you work on that because that can be a blockage to getting the benefits of these practices. Oh, I love that. That's such a good reminder from the psychologist. Yes. Such a good reminder. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think it all comes back to listening to what's right for you. You know, again, is it helpful? Does it feel good? You know, and I don't mean, does it feel good in the sense of like, not every message I get from my guides is pleasant. (laughs) You know, Like sometimes it's, you really got to look at this. You really got to work on this. And I sometimes ignore them (laughs) like any other human. So it's not that it's all pleasant, but it's overall good. If that makes sense, it's overall helpful. And I know when they keep showing me something that it's something I need to look at and work on, I just might choose to ignore it, you know? And I think, I think that's another important part of the work to know too is you are always a sovereign being in this work and in any work hopefully which is yeah my guides might tell me something but i'm still a human i still get to make choices i still get to do whatever i want and that doesn't mean it's bad or wrong or the universe is going to come punish me or you didn't listen to your guidance this morning so your whole day is messed up right i don't i don't want to ascribe to any of that it's it's again if this is helpful, let's do it. If not, F it, (laughs) let it go, right? Go, go be your human self for the rest of the day or whatever. Yeah. I, I like to tell people when they're learning to meditate that, that it's all about persistence, not perfection. Like just, Mm. just keep coming back to it. It doesn't have to ever be perfect. You don't, there's, there's no minimum requirements to call yourself a meditator. Just whatever you want to, whatever you want to do, whatever works for you. Um, I'm wondering if you, if you want to share one or two uh, of the practices that you think are really popular or more accessible, just give someone a sense of what's in the book. Yeah. So I believe I start us off with connecting to your higher self and I think that's a good starting place for anybody. Um, you know, again, turning on the drum beat and just really relaxing your mind as much as possible, whatever way that looks like for you. If that's, you know, connecting to the breath or connecting to the sensations in your body. And then simply asking to meet with your higher self. Like saying out loud, like I want to meet with or silently saying in your head. You can say it out loud, but I think if you're really, really relaxed, you might just choose to say it in your mind. I mean, for me, all of these practices happen simply in my mind. Um, So I will say just, and it's, it's not even, 
you know, because when you're talking to yourself, you don't always have to use the whole sentence, right? It'll just be like, okay, I want to meet with my higher self. And then she comes. And um, that's a place where you can ask questions. You know, that thing that's been on your heart, take it to your higher self, ask them, and they will have an answer. And just be open to whatever way the answer drops in. You know, sometimes it doesn't come immediately in that journey or in that meditation. Sometimes it comes hours later, you know, but just by you posing that question to your higher self and just trusting that the answer is going to show up, should, it should show up for you. Um, So that's a really great practice. And then one that I think is really fun that, um, may not be in quite as many of the books is connecting with an abundance guide so i always love doing that practice um and especially you know well for anybody really i was going to say especially for business owners but that's not true (laughs) especially for anybody who doesn't want abundance um you know connecting to an abundance guide same practice really just deepening in and then asking to be connected with an abundance guide however they show up is exactly perfect they may not look like what you think they're going to look like and when they show up you know asking questions around your money situation your financial situation your your business your career and and one thing i share in the book a lot is they were not asking should questions of our guides you know it's not should i do this or should i do that because from a soul perspective there's no should, you know, we mean it on a human level in terms of, well, if I take this job, am I going to make more money or be happier with my colleagues or whatever? But from a soul perspective, like it's all good. It's all learning. It's all growth. It's all experience. So your guides who work on a soul level are like, well, what is, you know, what does should mean? Like if you, if you take this job versus that job, you're still going to get cool experiences. So we're here for all of it. Right. Um, so being really specific with your guides about you know is this going to be fulfilling financially if that's what you mean you know is this going to be fulfilling financially if i take this job versus this one then your abundance guide is great to work on stuff like that with and my personal abundance guide is very direct very much like no don't do that (laughs) like don't do that program (laughs) or like you know you're going to be resentful if you offer it at that price level or you know so i'll i'll tune into my abundance guide to ask around pricing for programs or launches or you know things i'm doing in my business and um yeah get that support and get that insight and so that's a really fun one um to do also so what if someone tries this and they're like, yeah, but nothing, nothing showed up, nothing came. Yeah, that happens. Um, I think like we were sharing before you, you come back, right. you come back to it and really spending more time in the relaxation process in the beginning, you know, just if you need to listen to um, some other form of relaxation first, You know, if you're not used to dropping in, if you don't have a regular meditation process, it might take you a little longer to relax, but just really relaxing first. Because if we're in the space of like, I have to get this answer and it has to show up and it has to look like this, you know, it has to look like a bear on top of a mountain and a right, like we're we're expecting all these things that that's going to close it all down. Right. So just really, really getting relaxed, being in a space of openness. And then receiving the message whatever way it shows up you know because for some people it will be 
more visual. For some people, it will be more of a download, like a, a sort of just a knowing, a felt sense. A um, sometimes it's a voice, right? You hear the words being shared. Um, I don't personally know anybody who gets this through smell, but I'm sure they exist, you know, out in the world. Uh, so just really being open to the way the message drops in and knowing that whatever way it dropped in is exactly perfect. You know, I have friends that have taken years of this practice and still feel like they never really see something, but they get that, that sense of like, okay, this is what you're supposed to take away. This is what you're supposed to learn, you know? And then what I often do in my retreats or workshops is if we come back and somebody feels like, okay, I really didn't get anything. Then I ask them to write the question in their journal and just write the answer out, you know, whatever comes up in that way, that's also your answer. You know, you spent some time in that space, the answer's there, right? And, and I often think really the answer is already there. We just don't want to see it or, or, you know, there's too many fears around us for us to see it. But it's, you know, usually people are like, oh, I'm lacking clarity around this and I don't know how to do blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you do, but there's all sorts of conditioning and programs running us that are in the way that are telling us, no, you can't do it that way. You know, I mean, I find myself doing that in my business all the time. Like, no, I actually do know the way. It's just that I've been told it has to look like this. And so I'm, so I'm over here scurrying around like a little hamster versus my magical unicorn path, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Just keep coming back. Just keep trying. And again, I think that my meditation training would be that just observe what happens every time you go, you could try three times to connect with your spirit guide three times in a row and be like, okay, well, just noticing, sort of taking the judgment off, just noticing, okay, mm-hmm. well, it hasn't happened yet. But with the spirit of, you know, persistence, not perfection, just kind of try again, try again. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 Well, Aaron, you deserve- you've given us a lot of your time. I just want to check in <laughs> with you and see if there's anything else you wanted to share or if you wanted to talk about anything that's ongoing for you. We would need hours more of that, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, if people want to connect deeper, there is an abundance meditation on my website. If you go to AaronNewman.com, just like my name, it's uh, right. It should be right at the top of my website, and we can we can get you that. It'll automatically be sent to your inbox. You guys know the drill. You know how that works. <laughs> um, if you sign up there, you'll get that right in your inbox, and that's a really fun deeper meditation too. Um, yeah, and, and I'm on all the socials. So people want to connect, love hearing from people and, you know, definitely get the book if this is something that interests you and, um, you can dive into that. Yeah. And the book is available at Amazon and different places. Everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All the places, yeah. places you can get a book. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much. It's been, it's been nice to talk about this. And, and like I was saying earlier, it's just nice to talk to someone who has made that transition from a more traditional um, belief system into a, a different <laughs> mindset that's just a little bit more open to the possibilities and able to speak to the benefits. 
Yeah. And it's ongoing, right? There's not like an end to it. It's, it's an ongoing process of deepening into what's available and what's possible for all of us. So yeah, I do the work myself, you know, I have to. So me too, me too. So thank you for, for sharing your insights with us. Maybe we'll talk again with your next book. Awesome. Thank you, Elizabeth.